Everyone, this is part two of Natalie's Mastermind. If you did not hear part one, which dropped yesterday, go back into the podcast feed and listen to that one first, because um, this will then make more sense. Because uh, as I mentioned yesterday, we went about an hour and 20 minutes, and I wanted to break this up into two episodes so you can really uh, um, absorb it and listen to all of it, because uh, it's really, uh, really good. So if you listen to part one, here we go with part two. And uh, if you have not listened to part two, stop this episode right now and go back and start with part one. All right, here we are. We're going to go pick it up from where we left off. It's a weird concept for me because I know I'm so good at sitting down with a person and writing goals and writing a treatment plan and getting there, right? And that's why I wanted to do this to begin with is I was like, how many people can I actually do this with and actually reach the goals they actually are interested in reaching if... I am out of the system and I know that and I know exactly how I'd build it. But a membership community would definitely touch on my values more. But how I would do it is like another mystery on top of the mystery of building a company. (laughs) ADHD Rewired Episode 337. This is the podcast for those of us with really good intentions and a slightly wandering attention. I'm Eric Tivers. I'm a licensed clinical social worker by training and a coach by design. I'm your host and I have ADHD. ADHD Rewired is more than just a podcast. We are a community. We are wired for connection and you are not alone. Go to ADHDrewired.com to learn how you can join us in our free secret Facebook group. Get additional resources for every episode, including links to any resources we mention on today's show. You can support us on Patreon, sign up for our email newsletter, you can request podcast postcards to distribute to your clients and support groups, and you can learn all about our intensive online video-based coaching and accountability groups. You can do all of this at our website, ADHDrewired.com. We know that starting is the hardest part, so let's get started. All right, let's, uh, let's dive into some marketing. I have a thought, something I want to bring up, but I don't know where or if it'll actually fit in. Okay. But a throwback to Amanda Palmer's art of asking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be watching for an opportunity to ask a question about that, Natalie. I don't know if you've read the book. I have not read that book. Listen to okay. the book. It's so good. Yes. Book. Oh, it's so good. And she sings her songs yes. and. It's one of oh the best like produced audiobooks I think ever. Like, yes, love it. Okay, Jessica. <laughs> okay, so my question is is not quite as much around marketing, but I know that you hit about staying motivated, right? And so you are so passionate about helping people. So I was wondering, can you write your vision statement because you have it so clearly in here? Could you write that and put it on your wall? Yes. Okay. Because I think it, it would take me like five minutes of thinking to make it a pretty vision statement, but then I would put it on the wall. Yes, I can do that. Perfect. Because with businesses, like it, I mean, it is inevitable at some point you are going to get bored and at some point you are going to lose motivation, but that's okay when you have a mission like you do, because 
you're not starting a business just to start a business or just because you want to work for yourself and you want freedom. Like you actually have a sincere desire to help people that aren't being helped through regular channels right now. So I think that if you can see that every day, you're going to keep trucking. I think you're right. I will do that. And you know, I think based on the population of people that you want to work with and type of work you're doing, um, I don't think you're going to get bored so quick. No, I don't think so either. I don't think that's not what would make me bored. I'm worried about getting bored before I have enough clientele to like okay. be doing what I want to do. So I'm wondering if it would be the fear of boredom or the fear of not getting the the sort of feedback and like reward of the work quickly enough. Yes. Okay. So let's let's talk. I'm going to share with you some of the things that I did that helped me go from laid off to the idea of starting a business to having a my first client within six months and a full practice six months later. Okay. Okay. In your community, find where you can give presentations. That's kind of it. I already was thinking about that because I remembered you saying that to somebody else at some point on your podcast. I think I would... um the uh there's a few different lgbt organizations um that i would go to downtown who already do presentations related to other things so i think i would definitely do that um also connect with other ot's that have their own practices um just to build relationships because you you'll not, you don't know what you're going to actually learn from these people. And it's something that, that I did and it was advice that I was given that was such good advice. Um, now, the specific advice I was given, and, and maybe I've shared this with you before, is I was told to get a, a, a map of my local area, put a pin where I am, draw like a, you know, whatever you think is a reasonable radius around your area, put pins in all the places you're going to go visit. All right. And just, just build the relationships. Because, you know, it's you can be helping them in ways that they can also be helping you, right? It's like, because you might find OTs are like, wow, that's a, you know, I don't know what to do with these particular populations. That's great to know that you're doing this work, right? And now you're built, getting building a referral. I and mean, then you ask people too, like, all right, what's your ideal person? So people contact you, like, I'll, I'll refer them to you, right? Because um, I only want to work with this kind of client, okay? Right. Um. The thing that I think um, uh, holds up a lot of um, entrepreneurs in this space is the website. You got to have a website. How do you feel about creating a website? I agree with you. And I was like, that is something I'll need to do is create a website. Um, How do I feel about doing it? Um, My friend actually who edited the few YouTube videos I have on my PolyPanVan channel was helping me make a website for that YouTube channel. Um, but then we never really got it off the ground. She got busy with her own, you know, stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I know like little bits of things and I have people who could help me, but I, it's also like definitely not my passion. Uh, looks like Jessica's freaking out though. <laughs> Jessica. Yeah, I'm just over here like, I got you. Websites, love it. I, uh, I'm actually working on one for my boyfriend right now for his uh, mixing music. And it's been like two days. It's already already almost ready to go live. So, wow. 
neat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, when I built my first website, it was on what, what was the old like um it was like the Apple Web Builder um iWeb I I mean I don't remember what it was called, but I built so like it was basically like a two week like I was laid off, so I had nothing else to be doing, right? So it was two weeks of just like I was probably up to three or four in the morning, like every night, like just an intense like two week hyper focus and done. Right. And then I was like, all right, this website's kind of weird and old and whatever. So I built another one on Wix and that was great because it was easy to update. And then like I launched the podcast, then I was like, oh, I've outgrown this website the moment I launched it. Um, and now I am on WordPress. So what I'm telling you is you don't need like WordPress is kind of like the gold standard for websites. There's a bit more of a learning curve. And I think for you just getting something up is going to be the most important thing. So looking at something like Wix or, right. or, uh, or Squarespace or Weebly, you're, you're one of those like, like easy website builders. Um, but there are WordPress plugins. Like I use one called, um, Elementor, um, which is basically a drag and drop like plugin for, uh, uh, for WordPress. Um, and it's just fun to say Elementor because then I think of like the mentors. Harry Potter. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I'm, my brain is going in all weird places today. My, my apologies, or you're welcome, uh, depending on how you're looking at it. Um, Erica? Well, I just, Eric, well, like, now it's a question for Eric, but how much, because really Natalie doesn't need to have that much on her website or how much, I mean, a presence, it doesn't, it's not like she has to, no one's ordering anything. So it's really who she is, how to get in touch with her. Yes. Maybe some, um, some testimonials, maybe some videos, website. things yep. like that. You need at the minimum a business card of the website. Right. Right. Um, you also said you don't have a business name yet, which is, I don't. which is, ooh, Erica's excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, we haven't, we haven't talked about that yet. That's going to be fun. Wait, has no one, has no one thought of Stark Industries? Lol. <laughs> <laughs> Lol, that's, my son says that. That's really funny. I yeah, no, I don't have it. I don't have Stark a name. Differences. It's that's so foreboding, almost Is to it? me. Stark differences. If you do decide to become a professional corporation, your corporate name needs to have your last name in it. If you're, okay. if you're a service corp. If you're a service corp, okay. But then, so you said that ADHD required operates out of the, or is it just that you don't it's advertise? A it's a DB. It's so it's 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 a legal entity that it is. It's basically like oh, what would be a good comparison? It's an alias. Yeah, that's, DBA that's a great, stands yeah. for doing business as. Right. Yeah, and make sure whatever business name you pick is easy to spell. Because like as soon as I established my corporation, I was like I spell specialties wrong all the time. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Writing this, I realized that I spelled misspelled business like over and over again. I put the I in the wrong place. And I'm just like, oh God. <laughs> um, so you need a, a, a business name, right? And that, you know, and I would encourage you to talk to like get get, you know, talk to us about that or talk to other people about that. Don't get stuck on it. Like it's a big decision. But don't get stuck on it. Right. Right. Um, look like do some SEO research. Right. Like what do people look for when they're looking for an OT? Right. Try to integrate something like that into your business name. 
right? And then it's, it, it's, and if you think of something or even if you're like on the edge of like between three things, go by all three domains, right? Cause like you can have this great idea for a, a business name, but if a domain is taken, you might want to think about another name. Right. Quick interjection and some internet history here. Wayfair, who you may know as a company that does things, they started out by essentially buying all of these website domain names like besttvstand.com. And they bought thousands so that when someone went on Google, their, their, their name was likely to come up for whatever they were purchasing because at the time there was no concept of uh, purchasing from like a store entity. So in the same way, if you're trying to find people, you're trying to get people funneled into what you're doing, don't be afraid to just spread your ideas everywhere over the internet because the more you reach out to people on the internet, the more likely you are to get traction in small pockets. Right. right. Okay. It's called like, what is it called? Uh, uh link backs or whatever because if, if, if you can get people linking to your website and you're looking to them like it creates this, uh, a web right and like the world wide web and the more web connections there are the more you're going to show up what else we got logo des- design one thing i was going to point out is that uh you have defined a very niche group i don't know if niche is the right word but some say niche, others say niche. Niche. Um, but a group that would probably really get engaged with all aspects of what you're presenting. I I guess I have ADHD and invisible illness, but at the same time, I am so fascinated by just this idea of trying to mix in-home therapy and virtual therapy especially because you're trying to do uh, focusing on people's environments. Um, to me, I would just watch a YouTube channel. that just talks about the techniques of like, and the thought process and breaking it down. Like, I think that you, what you've presented is um, in a lot of different ways, curatable to many different uh, interests and people. And that might help uh, thinking more broadly at the beginning might be a good way to help get people close to you in this idea space and find that group that really wants to lock in. Okay. Yeah. Jessica. I just had a thought. Basically everything just kind of distilled into one idea and I want to see what you think about it, Natalie. So you've mentioned in your paper that you actually do want to go travel in your RV for a year, right? At least a year. Yeah. Okay. And you already have a YouTube channel. Yes. And you want to combine a virtual business with an in-home business. Yes. And I'm wondering, thinking about Eric's mentioned previously about where can I do presentations within my community? What if you take a few months really building up that YouTube channel that you have? Mm-hmm. And then as a, you know, you get all the pieces in place, right? You get, a, you get your logo, you get your business name, you get your website up, you get these parts moving. And then what if you have almost like 
a maiden voyage of your business where you actually travel in your van throughout the States and you hit up different places providing these services to people. That was sort of the goal. That's perfect. Sort of set it. But it's more that I want to get the business up and moving before I start moving around with my business because I need to have the income in order to afford the travel to make the income. So absolutely. I, yeah, but that sort of hits the nail on the head. My idea is in a year or in two years that I take the business in the RV and go to different states to provide that service. Yes. That sounds so amazing. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. Hey, Natalie, do they have like wellness conferences that, you know, I see them around a lot. They're very popular. Is that something that um, you would fit into? Or that would, um, you know, that that would help build your business? Potentially, yeah, that would, yes. Start looking at conferences that you could speak at. Yeah. But we will, right. we will eventually have conferences again. Right. Webinars, maybe? Yeah. Yep. And you know, Natalie, is something that I've seen done, and I guess I've done it myself too, is, you know, that first client... You know, maybe it's somebody that you cultivate and you say, okay, you know, this is the client you want to work with. And you really, you say to them, look, I'll do it for free or you give them a deal or whatever it is. And they then allow you to film it. That becomes, they become your first testimonial for your, for your website and things like that. Because to me, nothing speaks more obviously than testimonials. You know, Eric's all about that too. I mean, somebody saying, here's how we did it here's what I did is powerful. So also getting that first client and sort of test driving your, your concept too. Right. Might be helpful. Like, so I want to double down on that and recommend that you read or listen to the art of asking. One of the most powerful aspects of community driven entrepreneurship is the power of asking people for help. And if you start to engage anyone who's interested in what you're doing, uh, that's where things like Patreon come in. And I think that there is a little bit of a stigma um, and also some uh, kind of... uh, Everyone kind of has like an expectation of what like a Patreon kind of is, but it's really an avenue for the community that you're building and you're giving them permission to support you and you're creating a connection with a group of people where you're offering more of yourself as well, because you're offering them the vulnerability of participation in, in your vision. So I, yeah, I just wanted to double down what Erica said, like um, there's a lot of different things you could do to start, but definitely once you get people, we already have like three, four people here who are interested in what you're doing. Once you get people interested, mm-hmm. um, I think really making sure that you're open to that opportunity, even though it's really hard, uh, is is going to be like a big strength, especially at this time. Mm-hmm. Do you like Twitter? I don't have a Twitter. I like social media. And so if I can, av- like, I try to avoid rabbit holes of different social medias 
Um, so I never got into Twitter. You know, one of the things, because when I, when I started my business, like first, just to remind you that when I started ADHD Rewired, I didn't understand how Facebook worked. Okay. Like I was so like, so like I was so late to the party. Right. And so I, I, um, joined this podcasting community and they had, it was all like on this website. And then like within like a couple of weeks of joining this podcasting community to learn how to podcast, like we're going to move all of our forums onto Facebook. And I was like, Oh, I guess I'm learning Facebook now. Um, and thank goodness that happens. Right. So, you know, and I was, so I became a real student of social media. I was reading all these different uh, sort of thought leaders and social media. And, you know, there, uh, one person was saying, uh, like, you know, be everywhere. Like the, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, who's like, I think as far as ADHD as they come. Um, and, uh, like, he like, he makes me anxious. You <laughs> watch his videos. Like, Oh my God. Um, but like he's saying, be everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And I'm like, I am that overwhelms the hell out of me. And then I was listening to some other uh, podcasts and they're like, if you're new to social media and you're trying to get into the, like to, to online business, pick one, put your blinders onto everything else, get good at that one. And I was like, I could do that. So Facebook has been my, uh, my space. Like I, I keep, I keep trying to like, I dabble in Twitter. I'm like, I should need more Twitter. And I do it for like a minute and then I don't look at it again for like two weeks, um, which is how I've been for like years. Um, but find your thing that feels like that you actually enjoy engaging in that you feel is not super overwhelming. Um, and I can build a community uh, on there. Um, you know, if you like video, you may want to consider TikTok because it's like the constraints of a short uh you know, and it's, it's a growing platform mm-hmm. and I mean, it's about as ADHD as a platform as you can get, but, uh, um, I have, I have poly Panvan accounts yeah. in, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram and on TikTok. Okay. Um, and I like TikToks. Um, but I think that for, I think I'd pick Instagram. I'd pick Instagram or Facebook as where I would start. Um, I, I've noticed with, I have a decent following on Polly Panban on, on Instagram. Um, and I notice the most broad likes with that compared to, to my Facebook page. Um, cause if you get the timing right and you put a face in your picture, I, I like my selfies can get up to a hundred likes now, even though I don't have a hundred, like I have like only 250 followers i like have noticed a lot of traction with my posts on instagram but the instagram and the facebook pages are linked so when you post on instagram it posts the instagram picture on your facebook page so it's sort of like they're intertwined we are going to take one quick break and we will be right back Have you signed up for our fall coaching groups? The registration kickoff event is September 3rd at 12 p.m. Eastern. 10 weeks of online intensive coaching and accountability groups that starts October 12th are waiting for you. You are ready for change and to find a network of supportive people just like you with ADHD. Go to coachingrewired.com and click on that black button to get added to our fall coaching group interest list. 
And what I was surprised was how much fresh new material there was about ADHD within this community and from all the things that Eric has shown us and taught us. One of the biggest things I learned was to get to the point and to do just enough. So on a day you've got very little in your tank, if you can do something, you're still advancing the plot. The biggest lesson was learning the connection between our capacity to use executive functions and our own self-regulation tank and learning how the misuse of my executive functions was completely depleting my ability and then how hyperfocus, which is such fun in the moment, was killing any chance I had to sleep, which was also killing my executive functions and my self-regulation. So learning all that uh, intricate cycle of things and I'm still learning is a huge key to opening up my capacity to function. The most memorable, significant moments for me have been around the camaraderie, the acceptance, having this immense network of supporting, loving human beings, that connection has been phenomenal. That the group is run as group coaching. We're not Eric's individual clients, but we are as a unit, his client. And so that right from the get-go, we had to learn coaching questions, how to coach one another. And in doing that, we're also learning how to coach ourselves. Because as we learn to ask those questions, we can start asking them to ourselves and to one another. The value of accountability is phenomenal with ADHD. Having the accountability and all these tools to keep us going and the vast resource of materials to continue learning from will keep me going for a very, very long time. And remember, registration is by invitation only. When you go to coachingrewired.com, click on the black button and add your name to our interest list. And when you do that, you're going to get an email with three steps to register. One, you'll need to watch a 30-minute video. Two, you're going to need to record a 45-second video of yourself and send it to us. And then once you do that, we will reply back to you with an invitation to register. We can't wait to meet you. If you are catching this on the day it came out, this is a special episode on Wednesday, August 29th. That video is actually due today at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you missed this, don't worry. We have our next and final registration event on September 10th. Get on that email list for the invitation so we'll send you the information. Your ADHD Rewired Coaching Group journey begins at coachingrewired.com. That's coachingrewired.com. All right, so we're like at the hour mark. I had two sort of unrelated things to marketing that I just wanted to make sure that I uh, um, uh, offer to you as as suggestions um, as part of the, your whole process. Is one uh, got to create intake packets, and that could be digital. It can be like a, a Google form or a piece of paper, whatever. What kind of works for you? Because you need to have a way to collect information about new clients. Okay. All right. Um, and again, you don't need to invent in that wheel yourself. You can, I'm sure, search websites, give uh, got ideas from other OTs, what they're using, and create your own off of that. The second is, since you are brand new to, even, like, you haven't made or spent any money yet on your business, mm-hmm. um, I would encourage you to look at the book by Mike Michalowicz called Profit First. 
and the audiobook is great because I'm pretty sure he also has ADHD because he goes on tangents in his audiobook, which I freaking love. Like, who does that? This guy does, right? If I wrote, if I wrote a book and read my own book, I would absolutely. Like, there's no way I would be able to read the whole thing without going on tangents. Um, Mike, what's his name again? Michael. Mike McCallowitz. Okay, Mike McCallowitz. He also wrote the Pumpkin Plan. It's also a really good book about focusing on. It'd be a really supportive book to the one thing. The idea of how do, how do people grow these like enormous like prize winning pumpkins? It's they chop away all the other pumpkins that are like taking resources. So all of the the resources go all to one pumpkin. So you got to kind of figure out what's your one thing and what's your one one pumpkin. It's weird for me because they all seem so interrelated. Like my my YouTube channel and my business mm-hmm. and my all of that seems to go and fit into my one thing, which is to help and build this community while traveling. Right? It all sort of like right. So, so I, I mean, you, just, you you know you know the idea of the one thing that focusing question. Yes. Keep like keep asking yourself that question. What's the one thing you can do such by doing it? Will make everything else easier or unnecessary. So like, so you starting that with the big thing. All right, then like answer the question, then ask the question again about that answer, and then again and again and again and again and again until you figure out what you need to do today, mm-hmm. so you're on track to to do this thing. Right. Neat. Do you own NatalieStark.com? I don't. You do, you need no. to. Like okay, as soon yes. as we end up the call, go buy that. I have another thing for your parking garage. Okay. You use the word building this community. Mm-hmm. When you, when you right now, a second ago, when we we're wrapping up about marketing. Mm-hmm. And I just want to clarify with you do you see your main marketing trajectory as building a community first? Because th- there are different styles, and that is one of the styles. Um, I wanted to know, are you focused on that? Do you think that's the way you want to move forward? Or do you think you want to go in a different direction? I'm only asking because I think that that's a, that's just a focusing question and a growth oriented question. Well, it's, it's, that's a weird question because it's both. Because as an occupational therapist, I work with individuals like, and I'm, I'm one of my like, five strengths is individualism right but within that with like poly pan man and everything my my goal was to to build a group of people who believe in loving each other for their differences natalie would you um how strongly would you agree with this statement because you're you're talking about working with people who have invisible disabilities being seen happens in community. Being seen does happen in communities, yeah. Way more so than one-on-one? Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. So as um, with, with Blake's question, I had this like, I never just have one thought at a time. Um <laughs> Well, my first thought was crap. We're like a minute or an hour and like you know change in, and I just had a, and I just had another idea that would actually take you potentially in a completely different direction, but, oh, but not. Okay. <laughs> Building a membership community. 
I've thought about that too. Because I think that when one allow you to build community, offer the kind of the one to many, um, and have it in a way where you're showing others who are paying a monthly recurring uh, um, membership, you're showing others what you're doing for others, and that's going to also be helpful um, for each person. Right. When my friend first presented to me the cash payment system, she mentioned that these specialists, they have memberships. And then the membership encompasses as many appointments as they need or don't need. And there's a sliding scale based on how sick they are, which I don't so much know about that. But that's a um, weird model. I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird model, right? But but the membership idea of people paying a certain amount a month to be part to have access to your services. Because here's the thing with membership with membership models. People come for the content, they stay for the community. Right. It's 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 a weird concept for me because I know I am so good at sitting down with a person and writing goals and writing a treatment plan and getting there. Right. And that's why I wanted to do this to begin with, is I was like, how many people can I actually do this with and actually reach the goals they actually are interested in reaching? If I am out of the system and I know that and I know exactly how I'd build it, but a membership community would definitely touch on my values more, but how I would do it is like another mystery on top of the mystery of building a company. (laughs) Natalie, if you, what you just said that it would touch on your values more, like when you are working within your, like your core values that is the like the fountain of energy right that's like you don't get burnt out when you are working in your in your within your core values right that's the thing that like it doesn't feel like work when you're working it feels like this is what you're supposed to be doing and you enjoy doing it and it's like you feel grateful that you get to be doing this work helping people oh you're right and i don't like it because it sounds harder (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it is though, because there's actually, there's actually I don't a, know if it is either. There's a ton of mod, there's, a, there's a ton of of uh, people out there who are teaching people how to do membership communities. Right. There's the the member the the membership guys podcast. There's the Flip Lifestyle podcast, and they have a, a membership community for people who are doing membership communities. It's very meta. I don't know if I'm I'm okay. I have to look up OT like group community to see if it even exists. Is what I'm, but it doesn't need to. Right. But I'm like, like, you could be bridging like a couple things that's already out there. Um, you know, so doing virtual OT work. Um, there's community like membership stuff, and then we're just bridging that together. Like, so maybe you are on the forefront of creating something like that. It's kind of fun. I, what I love about that too is that it is when you have an invisible illness, you do feel isolated. You are dealing with with an isolated community um, and with these different kinds of challenges. And so to to be able to come together is even more important. You know, feels really feels right, Natalie. Yeah. All right. Based on all of this, uh, tell us what you're going to commit to and give us your seven day plan. Oh, there's a lot here. 
Like first, I'm gonna vomit in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, first thing that I'm probably gonna do directly when we hang up here is I'm going to look more into membership communities, um, within health care in general. Um, as like I'm gonna look into whether it's an OT, but I'm gonna look into health in general. Um, which you sort of are one of those communities, but I'm wondering with more things like pain and physicality, how it's done. Um, a little bit, I sort of have an idea of how I would do it, but I wonder about how other people do it. When he said that there was something that like, I know I've heard of someone who's doing a membership community on, on chronic pain. I, I'm certain that I heard someone doing that. I just can't think of who it is. Yeah, chron- the whole chronic pain spoonie community have a huge online presence. Which makes sense. Yeah, because they can't, can't, it's very difficult to actually go places and meet people, right? So um, that makes sense to me. Whether there's like membership health communities that provide like a health service, I'm wondering like, like more specifically about, about that. So that's the first thing I'm going to do and I'm going to do that today. Um, I think right after this call, but I also might eat right after this call. So um, that, and then I am going to post on my one Facebook page. I'm a part of Queering Indie asking about an LGBT accountant and an LGBT healthcare attorney. Um, because people post on this this Facebook group I'm a part of all the time in relation to those things. Um, so yeah, so two is the Facebook post for attorney and accountant. And then I'm going to, if I have a week, what's my goal for a week, for a week from now? What is the week from now goal? Because these are all, first steps that are very first steppy consider time for your follow-up around the first steps right uh so presentations reach out and look for organizations that that do webinars and, and offer to do one the way i am the best thing that i do for creating presentations is i first get like i have an idea about what i want to present i get the the um um, someone to agree to, to have me present and then I create the presentation because now I have an actual deadline. That makes sense. Kinda that's like probably laying down the tracks as the train is coming. That's kind of how that, I roll. That sounds like grad school to me. That sounds exactly <laughs> like how I do things. <laughs> yep. Not so sure if it's, I probably can do it healthier. I can find a way to do that healthily, probably. Like, <laughs> Didn't do it so healthily in grad school, but I didn't have medications. So, you know, yeah. And I'll probably talk to Jessica sometime this week. <laughs> I think we should probably plan some sort of meeting, Jessica. Uh, Jessica offered before we started this that I would give her some more services for her injury in exchange for her helping me start things at the business. And I think that's an excellent exchange that yeah. I'm all about so me too i told yeah. we, we have a chat function in here and i totally put in a chat like 
Number three, oh, you did. Called three Jessica. is called Jessica. <laughs> I didn't even read that. I just was like, okay, so, and then Jessica. All right. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yay. Looking forward to it. All right. We are, so, uh, I think that's pretty good. I yeah, think we can call this I think good. that's it. I think we need to, uh, I think we need to bring this one in for a landing. I agree. We hope you enjoyed this. And, uh, Natalie, we uh, hope to, to be following up with you to, to see how, uh, how this all unfolds. We'll be back with you uh, next week. This is Eric Tivers. Thank you for listening and congratulations for making it to the end. ADHD Rewired is more than just a podcast. We are a community focused on learning, growing, and connection. The website is ADHDrewired.com. You can find summaries and additional resources for each episode. You can apply to our free and secret Facebook community. You can learn more about ADHD Rewired's intensive online video-based coaching and accountability groups and sign up for my email newsletter to get exclusive content you won't get anywhere else. It's all at ADHDrewired.com. While you're there, click the Patreon button. If you're a regular listener and you're still listening to my voice, consider making a monthly contribution by becoming a patron through our Patreon page. If you are able to financially support my work, it would mean a lot. This show is free to listeners, but it is not free to produce. And patrons get really cool perks. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Tibbers. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash ADHD Rewired. If you're a coach, therapist, or related professional, connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash Eric Tibbers. You can also subscribe to ADHD Rewired on YouTube. And you can subscribe to ADHD Rewired on YouTube and see select interviews and some other videos I've posted. Podcasts change lives. You can make a difference in someone's life by spreading the word about this podcast. Mention it in your online communities on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, or wherever you hang out online. And be sure to share it with your friends and your family and your clients, as well as your coaches, therapists, and doctors. And if you're a coach, therapist, doctor, or ADHD support group leader, and you would like a pack of podcast postcards to hand out, you can request those at my website, ADHDrewired.com. And if you're a member of Chad or any other ADHD support group, please be sure to tell them about this podcast. You can even show them how to download it on their phone. You know, you might be the person that turns somebody on to a podcast for the very first time. And if you really love this episode, please consider hitting share on your podcast player. I'm only one person and I count on you to help me spread the message. One of the biggest things that you can do to support this podcast and to help other people discover it is to leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, or any other podcast app that accepts ratings and reviews. And don't forget to hit subscribe on this podcast on your podcast app so new episodes are automatically pushed to your favorite podcast app. Looking for more ways to listen and learn? Get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash ADHD Rewired. Not sure where to start? In no particular order. Check out Atomic Habits by James Clear, The Body Keeps Score by Bessel van der Kolk, 10% Happier, and Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics 
These are both by Dan Harris. Change your questions and change your life by Marilee G. Adams. The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. Procrastinate on Purpose by Rory Vaden. The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. Do you have trouble asking for help? Listen to The Art of Asking by Amanda Palmer. It's one of the best produced audiobooks I've ever heard. If you're looking for something a little bit more, say, magical, I unexpectedly fell in love with the Harry Potter series. And I don't usually listen to those kinds of books. And I loved it. And of course, if you haven't yet boarded the Brene Brown bus yet, check out Brene Brown's books, starting with The Gifts of Imperfection, Daring Greatly, Rising Strong, The Power of Vulnerability, And if you're an entrepreneur or a leader in any capacity, check out her 2018 book, Dare to Lead. And Brene still is my most wanted guest. So if you know Brene, you would be so kind to make that connection for me. I would be really, really grateful. You know who else I would like to have on the show? You. Click the podcast tab at ADHDrewired.com and then click the Be a Guest button at the top of that page and schedule a 15-minute pre-interview. This is Eric Tibbers reminding you to keep learning, keep growing, and keep connecting. Self-care is not selfish, and no matter what gets done or doesn't get done, at the end of the day, you are still enough. And no matter how hard it feels, we can do hard things. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next week.